Ugh. All right, gotta get these headphones on. So, yeah, I, ju I just went through everyone who made this movie, and uh, yeah, uh, it, I'm very upset. Let's hit that music, cause uh, we really have to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no intro there. 31 Days of Dread. We're, we're day 24 now. Uh, we are marching. Are, are we day 24? Can I can I confirm? Yes, we, we are day 24. Uh, we're talking Blair Witch. The 2017 update, remake, continuation, reboot, the uh, forwardization, whatever you want to call it. And everyone, uh, namely the writer-director, uh, writer and director of this movie, have... They got chops. There, uh, the, the guy who directed. I had no idea at the time, and this is this is why I like the you 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 have to have a way of, of watching movies, so you discover them and you see them for what they are. Uh, the hype, the high, the the high wave that crashes around some of these movies, the the stories, the lore, the selling of the process that is around every movie today, big or small. Uh, definitely, when you are on that wave and you're riding that crest, it definitely takes away from your film-going experience. Um, previous movie that we discussed, Rings. Uh, yeah, definitely, right? Definitely, a like it's it's just it's 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 a watchable, well-made, uh, fun movie. If you watch the movie some, with someone at, at any time, you would you just sit down and have a good time. It, that's a movie that's hard not to have a good time with and hard not to be creeped out by. Uh, now, would you be receptive to that if you knew too much about the movie? Uh, 100%. And so, yeah, I didn't know too much about Blair, Blair Witch. Uh, I, I, the only thing I really liked about or I knew about the movie is that I really liked the poster. It was black and red, and it had the, the Blair Witch like logo or emblem or icon. And, you know, I thought for bringing a franchise back or bringing a series back or reintroducing a concept to people, I, I thought, you know, like that was a perfect, perfect poster, per perfect choice. Uh, you cannot get any better. So, yeah, I went through this movie. It took me two sittings. Uh, I it actually crashed out. Completely forgot I was attempting to watch it until the next day. Sat down and put it on, and actually went back. So, I pretty much watched um, like the first, the last hour of the movie, probably about about twice because I, I realized how close to the end I made it to the movie before I crashed out. But you know, I wanted it to be fair, so I backed it up by a, a good portion. And yeah, uh, th this movie definitely. Uh, a thousand percent. It tries. It swings for the fences. Uh, it knew what it was. It's and it knew where it had to go, and it tries to get there. And I'm not. I'm. I, I view the people who made this movie as so talented. Uh, this is like an Ishtar, or to some example. And you know what? That's an unfair comparison because I, I don't think I've ever seen Ishtar a hundred percent all the way through. I just know it's considered one of the all-time disappointments. But I will say Phantom Menace, okay? Like, I think the other movies that these guys made, 
proportionally compared to this uh, is a phantom menace ga- uh, chasm. Okay, it's a huge gap, and it's it's now knowing what I know, I, I'm very I'm so disappointed with this movie. But at the time, I was just not disappointed. I was just disengaged. Uh, I was not interested. I was a little bit lost. Um, <coughs> but we're dealing with Blair Witch, and and the Blair Witch Project is another movie. Uh, just like our previous film, Rings, uh, turned horror on its head, introduced new conventions and new filmmaking style, really created a genre of filmmaking, which is first-person perspective. And, you know, we've had some great horror movies done like that since. We've had some great comedies, Project X, superhero movies, Chronicle, um, monster movies uh, or kaiju movies with cloverfield and the list goes on and on on and on and we we all have the blair witch project to thank for that so just can we can we just go through the uh, you guys got time uh, i just want to go through the uh, uh oh and i not mistaken it looks like the the blair witch update that I'm speaking of now came out in 2016. <laughs> I don't even know what movies I'm watching sometimes. Uh, now 2017, so I correct myself. Um, but yeah, so we talk about the the Blair Witch Project, and let, let, let let's just go to the box office for for this one. Okay, box office for this movie. Uh, the we're, we're you know what we're we're lost here. I don't know what we're doing. Uh, here we go. Blair Witch. The Blair Witch Project. Uh, production. Here we go. You, you guys want to talk about... You want to talk about making money? You want to talk about making money with big ideas and, and good good execution? And just enjoying the process all around? Because you have to. Because it's got to come through the uh, to the movie and to the audience. The original Blair Witch, the Blair Witch Project, production budget sixty thousand, sixty thou. Okay, domestic total gross one hundred and forty million dollars. Worldwide, two hundred and forty-eight million dollars. Uh, that's gotta be one of the all-time, right? Uh, that's gotta be greater. Even with inflation and adjustment, that's got to be even greater than John Carpenter's Halloween and the the Friday the the Thirteenth. Uh, John, he I know John listens. Uh, this is one of your data projects. John's studying data. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, so few people know what that means, but he. Um, it's it's essentially number crunching, uh, finding consistency, and um, what I like to call the magic layer within uh, data and analytics. And John is among that practice. He's um, still, you know, John. John's one of my all time uh, friends that have uh, never left school. I've known him since school, and he's never left school since I've known him. And. Uh, <laughs> But he's still in school, and he's he's rocking and rolling with data. And I, uh, I'm talking to you, John. I I, I want to know with inflation, per, uh, with with all of it, uh, what, what's what's the biggest uh, investment uh, turnaround for a a movie ever? Uh, because I think we we gotta crunch those numbers. I'll help you. Um, I want I want to do something with that. Because but I think Blair Witch 
the Blair Witch Project would be number one. So that was followed up by Blair Witch Book of Shadows. But hey, by by any investment standpoint, Book of Shadows costs fifteen million. Confused, disappointed everyone, uh, which is kind of funny because. I don't know where you could go. <laughs> you can do very little from the Blair Witch Project, I think, as even evident in in the uh, 2016 update uh, remake or sequel. Uh, it's more it's more of a direct sequel, I would say the 20 the the one that we're discussing today. That movie, uh, but Book of Shadows, Blair Witch Two, cost 15 million. Uh, domestic gross was you know 26.5 million. Worldwide, 47.7 million. So if, if you put money, if you gave that movie money, uh, you would definitely have gotten return and you would have been happy. And now we're dealing with Blair Witch 2016, the one with the really cool poster I, I spoke about earlier. Uh, production budget of $5 million. Uh, definitely shows, you can see it, but th- uh, these are lower-driven movies, uh, production-wise and money-wise. Uh, domestic total gross, uh, roughly $21 million worldwide, 45. This is another scenario, people. Same with Book of Shadows. If you gave this movie money, you got money back. So you, you would, you would be happy. Um, side note, it's, <laughs> it's ranked 21 or found uh, on found footage movies. Um, the, the Blair Witch series, right? Um, you know, can we, can we talk about the, the, the Blair Witch series? Because... Let's see here. Uh, Blair Witch, we're doing... Oh, my God. You know, I, my info is not even uh, any any bit of um, organized here. And here we go. So the Blair Witch series, and I wish I did this uh, for the Ring series. Um, we're just going to do, uh, with, with inflation, is it costs... Uh, Total, okay, $312 million, average of $104 million per movie. So we have three movies that are averaging $100 million apiece. And, uh, yeah, with a huge gap because the first Blair Witch came out in uh, 1999, Book of Shadows, 2000. Next year, and then 16 years later, we, we, we have a, a, a sequel. Um, you know, kind of like... Like, I have to go back to watch Book of Shadows because I don't know how I, I thought that was related to the first one. I remember I remember them like watching footage of the of the original found footage from the Blair Witch Project. So both movies deal with the discovery of what was shot in the original Blair Witch. Um, but anyway, so I don't know if the 2016 Blair Witch is also a continuation of the Book of Shadows. Um, I'm very hazy on all of it. So, but either way, uh, 1999 to 2016, we 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 have a sequel. So, I'm talking. Uh, I was. I want to talk about the movie first before I go into uh, what other films that these guys put together. Um, one of which you can see on Netflix, uh, right? Because that that's our freaking theme. But no, we're. Uh, the story of this movie uh, kind of would go the way that you wanted it, the way you would expect it. Um, again, it's a sequel reboot, and we have a group of filmmakers—not uh, filmmakers. These are um, 
investigators kind of and they're they're looking for i think the the guy's sister heather who was a girl from the the very first movie the blair wish project and they they put themselves on a journey to you know like discovery because there was this other group that found um you know like i i don't want to give too much away because i i do feel like there's a value in watching this movie but and they get something they send it to uh are other people and they and the two groups now get put on to a journey to uh, solve this riddle to figure out what exactly happened in the woods. Uh, the one group, uh, which are like the Hick group, uh, kind of like the backwoods group, they're they're convinced that this stuff is real, and the the other group is strictly just trying to figure out what happened. So again, we have two different ideologies, we have two two different belief systems. And we have, you know, two different sets of knowledge, uh, you know, that are just being set forth to investigate everything that that's that's been happening. And so from that point, the from I would say like initially from from your first twenty minutes, the the movie definitely fractures and breaks. Um, there's not enough. Um, there's not enough insight. There's not enough anything new. They have a drone, which I thought would have been like a great thing. So along the way. Uh, this movie uh, complements and it expands on some of the mythology and some of the lore that we learned about from the first movie, The Blair Witch Project. And we see some of the, the horror conventions now emerge in a Blair Witch type movie, which is uh, they get lost in the forest. Um, there's hysteria. There's, um, you know, possibly hallucinating. There's, there's things that happen at night while you're sleeping. And all of these are like this is part of the package of a Blair Witch movie now, which I'm ha I'm I'm happy that they de defined it because now we have like Blair Witch conventions again. Um, it, it, the Rings was fun to watch because it highlighted and expanded on, and I I think uh, it put like a highlight like right on what made the Rings movies or the Ring idea. Uh, good, you know, and the Blair Witch 2016 does that for the 1999 Blair Witch Project, and again, like we need, uh, it's almost like like you need Rocky Four to highlight how how good Rocky One, Two, and Three are. Okay, uh, when you, but however, when you think of a Rocky movie, you think of Rocky Four for the like I'm talking about the average person. The average person doesn't think about Rocky losing uh, his title twice in three movies. Or losing his belt twice in three movies. Okay, yeah, they don't think about him losing his title. They they think about him standing toe to toe with someone in the ring, throwing wild punches and you know like sweaty montage and 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 blood and sweat slow motion hits. It's all Rocky for that people imagine. Even fans of the Rocky movies are. You know, like it's Rocky for symbolic for the attitude. You know, and so we for the. The Halloween movies, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Friday the 13th. Again, it's the same as uh, what we were talking about with Jason X, where Jason X highlights the conventions of the Friday the 13th movie so well and so accurately and perfectly that, uh, yeah, um, it, it complements and actually helps. It helps you understand what's good about the other movies. The parts of them that are good, because there's no Friday the 13th movie that's good. <laughs> Can we just say that? Nightmare has good movies. I'm sorry, but not Friday the 13th. Um, they can't even figure out what the heck Jason 
Jason is. So, uh, yeah, and, and like the movie just kind of, this movie peaks and hits a stride when they get to the cabin. Again, another convention. Uh, and then, so it's hard to know who's who in this movie. By the time they get to the cabin, they spend more time in this cabin. You're getting like hints of like the witch. You see some imagery of, of, of the witch in this. Uh, so this, this movie doesn't stick the landing. Um, the, the Blair Witch Project is one of the few movies uh, like at all. I'm talking all of cinema that has a solid final frame, like final moments that are with you, that you do not forget, which is, you know, what's his name in the corner in, in that movie. A uh, few horror movies have that. They have that, that final, like, gotcha. And Blair Witch Project 1999 perfectly nailed that. I mean, you go on this journey and you come out creeped out, freaked out, and with something that, that, that has stuck with you, that has, uh, it's embedded into your gray matter. Uh, few movies at all do this. Blair Witch Project, the Blair Witch does it perfectly. And it could have been with intent, it could have been without. But but the final product is, is there. So this movie looked like it's marching towards that. But we get the corner, <laughs> we get the corner kind of too early. Uh, we, we don't have any build into the corner. We, uh, I thought they were, it looked like they, they were going to challenge the, the rules of the corner in this movie, uh, similar to the, to how some of the rules were challenged in rings. Um, but no, we don't have a dissection of it, which is the big difference between these two movies. These two movies are good to watch back to back, by the way, because you see how, how one dissects conventions, uh, well and accurately and with care and the other one seems to do it willy-nilly and, and carelessly but yeah so I think what we lost in this movie was more about the witch was more visual with the witch was more like um, a little bit more horror with the witch um, I think the elements of uh, of um, raining and dark and cold and forests, uh, like a lot of that stuff was there, like people getting lost and running to try and find someone. Those elements were there. They were all there in this movie, and, and they're good. But again, there's, there is what happens between those moments, and that's where you get disengaged. Um, the other, this is also a found footage movie that doesn't have found footage rules. It seems to break its own rules. Uh, it's hard to know like how some shots were achieved, or why they would be there uh, if it's found footage. So it breaks its own uh, genre, okay? And again, this this is this is bad. This is a technical mistake in, in this movie. Um, I would say it might be the biggest mistake, believe it or not, because it does take you out of it. But yeah, so Adam, Adam Wingard. Adam Wingard. Who, who is that? Okay, the... This is our, uh, this is our filmmaker and Simon Barrett. Um, I love these guys because these guys made one of, one of my favorite all time Netflix finds. It's a movie called The Guest, twenty fourteen, and it's a part of like it follows and drive eighty synthesizer, uh, like cool guy type movies, 
And yeah, It Follows isn't really a cool guy movie, but it's it's kind of cool with the slow, with the walking. Because <laughs> walking's just cool in movies. Not in real life, but in movies. Uh, yeah, Wingard is a talented dude. Uh, he also made Your Next 2011. Watch. Uh, yeah, like I, I thought about uh, doing Your Next for the 31 Days of Dread. And I just couldn't because the ending for that movie, um, I just, the girl, and she's just, uh, I don't know. Like, I just, maybe I got watch it again. Maybe I'm just short selling it. I, I just, the, the girl just did not convince me in, in that movie. And the final death in that, was I just thought was just, just, just stupid. But anyway, um, and then we have, Wing Wingard, like hell of a rebound, because he goes from guest, which is awesome, to 2016 Blair Witch, which you're thinking like, okay, like here we go, you're gonna make a five million dollar movie that's gonna gross a hundred million dollars. Uh, misstep, but he comes right back with Death Note for Netflix, one one of the the biggest Netflix original releases. Um, and Death Note uh, again, I thought was everything it should have been. Awesome, awesome movie for taking a big idea and a big concept and 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 streamlining it for for roughly two hours, yeah. Um, so and Simon Barrett is his like it's his writing like kind of like partner. Um, you know, like he's <laughs> he's he's been a part of such movies as Frankenfish, but no, uh, the VHS series. Uh, he wrote the guest. Um, he he's written a lot of genre driven movies. Uh, ABC's of Death, 2012, um, a lot of these compilation, anthology-type movies, none of which I've seen, by the way. <laughs> so kill me. But no. Um, yeah, that's where my disappointment comes, because when I looked into who made this movie, uh, I just felt like, you know, like, like you kind of, you found out that, that there's there was like a family secret and something horrible happened to your parents or to your sister, in life and you just weren't told and you just feel like dirty and betrayed but yeah um i want to know why i do want to know what the heck happened but what with this movie um maybe again like another side tangent where um like how much how much more do we have to investigate about this or or what do we have to do to investigate and to dissect uh what happened during the production? Like, why Why do we have really talented people? And look, everyone that was in this movie was good. Uh, uh, the uh, Technically, the movie's good. Acting, it's good. Um, I, I think some of the concepts, like the idea I, of the drone, just, just what didn't seem to be used at all or used well or conceived well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would have liked if the drone kept seeing the same thing. Because they they're like somehow, like they're in a spell and they're lost in the forest and and they send up the drone and they're not seeing like a trail or like a path and um because like you walk in the loop that's one of the Blair Witch conventions, but uh I would I just I just feel like I, like a lot of this movie was discussed and what was discussed was not produced. And, you know, like, it, this could have been a quick turnaround. Um, that's one of the things that kept uh, occurring to me. Or, you know, I kept extrapolating or imagining that, that, that this movie, 
Yeah, could it just been a a quick turnaround movie, and we have you know like these are the repercussions uh, repercussions for it? But yeah, uh, yeah. So thirty one days of dread, day twenty four. I, I got a little less little left to say about this. I'm, I'm going to try and find Adam. <laughs> I'm going to try and find this guy on the uh, Twitter, as as I've successfully successfully been doing. Uh, on with a few few of our filmmakers and the Instagram, and, and I, I'm going to tweet out to him. I'm going to direct message this guy. I I want to know. Uh, he might. I just really kind of want him to be like. If I could do like a first calling guest, uh, I want Adam Wingard to. I gotta talk to him. I'll, I'll even talk to uh, Simon. I'll talk to him both. I don't care. Uh, but no, uh, I will follow his movements. I will find him. But yeah. Day 24, 31 Days of Dread. We're signing off here, people. Uh, have a uh, have a good day. And maybe for this one, you can find your <laughs> you can find your own little bit better horror movie. Okay? I'll talk to you. Have a good day.